For all people, men and women of high station and low, saying the name of Amida is such that whether one is walking, standing, sitting or reclining is of no concern and time, place and condition are not restricted. Wonderful. Well, once again, a happy Bodhi Day to all of you. It's wonderful to be here together. Uh, this, uh, one of our, uh, we have a couple of uh, important uh, Buddhist observances this month of December. Uh, as Juliet mentioned during the Taiso, uh, we get, you know, we're sort of one of the first of the uh, major uh, wisdom traditions in the world to get to celebrate the month of December, our uh, Bodhi Day falling traditionally on um, December 8th, and then we observe it on this uh, Sunday uh, closest to the Bodhi Day, uh, each, each year on the first Sunday of December. We also have our Joyae later this month as well. But today we're here to observe Bodhi Day, the day in which we celebrate the enlightenment of Shakyamuni Buddha. Shakyamuni Buddha was somewhere very special when he realized enlightenment, and we have that special place represented today here in the Hondo. Each year we do something special on Bodhi Day. Uh, does anyone, uh, would anyone like to unmute and tell me what we have here today in the Hondo that's special that we don't have perhaps every Sunday? The Bodhi tree. The Bodhi tree, that's right. We have our Bodhi tree here. It lives in the garden outside the temple. And uh, each year, once a year, we bring it in here to the Bodhi tree. And if you look closely at the Bodhi tree, do you, see, do you see something here with the Bodhi tree? Or someone, perhaps, that's here with the Bodhi tree? Can anyone see somebody there if you look closely? The Buddha. Buddha, that's right. The Buddha is sitting here, right? He's sitting here, right? Beneath the Bodhi tree, he's enjoying the shelter. And how does the Buddha look in this, in this picture? Does he look, how does he look? Does he look like he's? Calm. He looks calm, that's right. The Buddha looks calm. The, when we see the Buddha sitting beneath the Bodhi tree, we feel calm, right? The Buddha was calm. And so the Bodhi tree was a special place where the Buddha could go 
to be calm and to focus his mind, to let go of all the distractions, all the worries, everything that might have been uh, interfering with his path to enlightenment. So I hope that all of you also have a place where you can sit and be calm, especially these days, these past eight months or so, uh, we've been living under kind of difficult circumstances, right? And so in during these challenging times, we should all have a place we can go where we can feel calm and at peace. So I'd like to hear if you would like to either unmute and share your special place, or if you would like to type it into the chat, um, that would be uh, wonderful too. And let maybe share a few of you would like to share your special places. That would be great. Anybody care to share a special place you have these days where you go uh, to feel calm and at peace? Does anyone have one? I go swimming. You go swimming? I go under the water as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> under the water, that's great, right? That's a safe under the water free from all of the sounds. This is really interesting. Uh, one person has a pond that they go to, right? They go to another person uh, snuggles with the cat, right? They feel that presence of the, the cat that secure person. But a lot of people are kind of talking about places with water, right? Where they go to feel at peace, get that peace of the water. Watching the sunset on the ocean, again, that connection with the water and then also, also the light. So Bodhi Day is a time when we think about the light, the Buddha's wisdom. Think about this special place that the Buddha had. We think about perhaps how we can have our own special places. So I want to talk about how the Buddha found this place. You know, how, think about how you found your special place, right? Someone uh, likes to walk in the neighborhood with the autumn leaves, right? And these days, I think sometimes uh, we're really appreciating our own neighborhoods, right? sitting in the sun in my backyard deck, right? We're feeling comfortable, have, finding a place at home, a place right where we are, where we can feel calm and at peace. And so the Buddha, he had a very comfortable, nice home. He actually, he had three houses, three palaces that he lived in when he was born. He grew up, he had a very comfortable life, and he had three palaces. He had one palace where he would stay, his regular, palace was in kind of a warm place, and when it got too hot, he would go up into the mountains. We had another palace that was in a cool place, and then he would stay there until it started to rain. And when it got too rainy and uncomfortable, then he would go to another place that was in a nice dry area, right? He would go to a place that was in a nice dry area, but then when it started to cool off, and to get cold, sometimes desert places can be kind of cold in the winter, and he would go back to that first palace in the warm place. And in these palaces, he had everything you could want to have a good time. He was surrounded by beautiful people. He got to eat all the delicious food that he wanted. He had all the entertainments, the dancing, the music. Um, people were very kind to him and respectful. And he had all of these things that we can enjoy with our eyes, with our ears, with our nose, with our mouth, our senses, right? With our, our, our feeling, our skin. And we got to wear very comfortable, nice clothes. But 
he found that despite all of that comfort, that he wasn't able to feel a feeling of peace in his heart. Something must be missing. I need to find that place where I can be calm. And so then he went outside the palace and it said he left between three gates, four gates rather. He traveled out from four gates from his palace, right? And first he traveled out, right? He traveled out from the east gate and he saw somebody who was very, very old, right? He saw this old person and he thought, wait a second, is that gonna happen to me? Yes, it will, right? And so he became even more worried. He went back home. Then he traveled out from the southern gate and he saw somebody who was very sick. He thought, might I become sick? Right? Everybody gets sick sometimes. Right now, I think we're all trying to avoid getting sick. Buddha went back into his palace. Then he traveled out from the western gate. And traveling from the western gate, he saw that there was somebody who had passed away. There was a funeral. A funeral. And he realized in that moment that this life of mine isn't going to last forever. I must seek some kind of truth. I must find this peaceful place, even though live this life where eventually I'm going to die. And then he took one more journey outside, leaving from the north gate of his palace. Then he met a wise person who was, had left home. He had given up all of the comforts, the nice houses, the fancy clothing, and seemed to have nothing. And so at the time, this prince, Siddhartha, before the Buddha was the Buddha, he was a prince, he was named Siddhartha, and he asked this this person, this person who had left everything behind, he said, what kind of a person are you who's left everything behind? And this traveler said, I'm a person who is seeking the path to peace. And Siddhartha asked him, and have you found it? He said, yes, in this life I have found peace. And so Siddhartha went back home and he thought very carefully and he thought, I need to find that place where I can be peaceful. I need to also find that peace of mind in my heart. And so eventually he left his palace altogether. He left behind his fancy clothes. Right? He left behind all of the respect, the delicious food, the comfortable uh, houses. And he went out and he realized, he realized that getting all of this stuff is not going to make me happy. So he said, I'm gonna live without all of that. And he, he would uh, have very, very little food, right? He wouldn't wear hardly any clothes. He would go outside in the hot sun, in the cold rain. He wouldn't receive any shelter because he was trying to try to find that place of peace, thinking that if I can't find it in all of that stuff, then that stuff must be getting in my way. I must try to live as simply as possible. I should try to live a life where I'm not getting hardly anything. So he went from only going after what he wanted to not even getting what he needed. Right? He became so tired, so exhausted, that he fell down right on the ground. He was so tired. And at that time, there was a young young woman who was passing through forest he was traveling. Her name is Sujata. Perhaps you've heard of her. She was a young woman and she was carrying 
offering of delicious rice and milk that she was going to bring to a special uh, shrine that was there in the fourth. And she saw this man who was lying on the ground. She saw him. He looked like he was almost dead. Said, oh, wow, he looks so hungry. At that moment, Siddhartha wasn't even awake. He was sort of like half awake, half asleep. He's so tired and so hungry. She poured the milk into his mouth, and as he ate it, he received that gift, and he realized that this kindness of others is what's going to help me. Receiving the kindness, receiving the generosity of others, not denying everything that I need, but to be able to receive what is given. And so he then was nourished by this food. He got up, and he found a place to sit. He found this special tree, this tree that grows just as it is. Not a particularly fancy tree, a tree that anybody could go and sit underneath. And he found a place beneath that tree and he sat down. He received a gift, a comfortable cushion of grass to sit upon by a passing woodsman. He would receive these gifts of food and he sat there. He sat there and he calmed his mind. He calmed his mind and he entered into this state of deep concentration. And he realized, everything that I need is right here, right here, just, just what I need. And so sitting in that place, sitting in that place, realizing I have just what I need, he became very calm, very calm. But at that moment, there was somebody who noticed how calm he was, somebody named Mara. Has anybody heard of Mara before? Put your hand up if you've heard of Mara. Few of us have heard of Mara, right? Mara, he's, uh, sometimes he's called the demon, right? He's called the king of illusion. And Mara, Mara loves to have everybody be confused. He loves it when people are not calm, when they're angry and they're worried, because then Mara feels like he's in control. He can control everyone. And he realized, I'm not going to be able to control this person anymore. And if he realizes the way out of confusion, the way to be free from greed, anger, and ignorance, then I'm not going to be able to control anybody anymore. So he was very worried. He said, I'm going to lose my kingdom of confused and angry and frustrated and greedy people. And so Mara then, in that moment, he said, I'm going I'm to stop this. I've got to stop it. And so he went to Siddhartha. And he began by saying something very interesting. He said, why are you wasting your time sitting under this tree? Don't you realize you could be out there? You could be out there. You're a prince. You could be doing things that would make people respect you. You could be you know, doing things that would make you more wealthy, make you more comfortable. You could be doing all these things that you should be doing as a prince. But in that moment, Siddhartha said, I don't need those things. I've realized that those things won't bring true happiness. Uh-oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I know, I know, I can distract him with tempting things. So he brought out delicious food before Mara and said, look at all this good food. He created an illusion and said, why don't you come and enjoy this delicious food? Siddhartha remained seated and he said, no, thank you. I have everything that I need. I've already eaten today. I'm just fine. And he said, okay. Well, 
Maybe I'll distract him with some beautiful people, right? But he brought out his beautiful daughters to try to distract Siddhartha. And he said, look at them. They're so nice. They're so pretty. Wouldn't you like to sit and to chat with them and to, you know, to dance with them? And Siddhartha said, no, I'm just fine. I'm enjoying sitting right here. And then Mara said, okay. He's gonna, if it's going to be that way, then I'm going to have to call upon his fear. So he brought out his big, scary army. He surrounded him with all of his troops, all of Mara's fellow demons. They were scary. They had weapons. Some of them had big fangs, red eyes. They were scary. And they smelled bad. And they were loud and annoying and shouting and shaking their spears and pointing their arrows at him. And in the midst of all that, Siddhartha remained calm. And he said, I see all of this. I see all of this. None of it frightens me at all. And in that moment, he's sitting in meditation, and he put one hand and he touched the ground. He said, this is my place. This is my place of peace and of calm. And at that moment, the earth shook and said, yes, this is your place. And then Mara, in that moment, he realized that he had been like a crow. He had been like a crow that sees a rock that looks like a piece of meat and starts pecking around the rock, trying to find a soft spot in this meat. But it wasn't a piece of meat. It was, there was nothing soft, nothing to be gotten there because the rock is hard, right? The Buddha, the same way, his concentration was firm like a rock. There was no way that Mara could peck into it, right? And so Mara, he was so sad, said he was, he was holding a, 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 a musical instrument that he would like to play to amuse himself, and he was so sad, he dropped his musical instrument, and he left. And all of his soldiers, they left with him, right? In the moment, in that moment, the Buddha conquered his greed, his anger, he conquered his ignorance, he became, in that moment, the Buddha, the awakened one. And so he sat there for a few more, a few more days enjoying his enlightenment. But then it said that the gods Brahma and Indra came down and said, you've got you've to share what you've learned. At first he thought, I don't know. People, people don't want to hear this teaching. People are so caught up chasing after their fun. They said, no, no. People are looking for that peaceful place. You found it. Share it with others. They will receive it. And so Siddhartha then got up from the Bodhi tree and he traveled, spent the rest of his life, spent the rest of the uh, 45 years of his life traveling and sharing with other people the way to find peace of mind, to have that special place of peace wherever they go. So we don't need to travel all the way to India to sit beneath the Bodhi tree. We can. It's a place. You can go to India and to visit the Bodhi tree where the Buddha became enlightened. But you don't need to do that to receive the peace of mind of his teachings. You can find those right where you are. So sitting beneath the Bodhi tree, that is where the Buddha found his peace of mind. Now it's up to all of us to find that peace of mind for ourselves right where we are. And we're fortunate 
because the Buddha, he created a bright light with his teachings. And that light shines into each of our lives. And that light can be passed from one person to another when we share the teachings and we live guided by this Dharma. One of the brightest lights that the Buddha taught was the light of Amida Buddha. Amida means immeasurable light. And so when we hear the words Namu Amida Butsu, we receive that bright light in our hearts. In that passage that I read at the start of my talk, it talks about that for all people, all people, men, women, the young, the old, people of all walks of life, when we hear these words, Namu Amida Butsu, whether we're walking, standing, sitting, or reclining, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, then this very place, this moment right here, can be our Bodhi tree, where we find the peace of the settled mind, the mind that is no longer going to return to greed, anger, and ignorance, that mind of freedom and liberation. So when Siddhartha was sitting beneath the Bodhi tree, when he became the enlightened Buddha that we call Shakyamuni, over 2,500 years ago, he lit a candle of wisdom that has been passed on through the generations now, passed down to us. And the candle that we receive is the candle of Namu Amida Butsu. So in this time of uh, darkness, as the days are getting shorter, and as we're becoming increasingly uh, challenged by this ongoing uh, pandemic that we live in the midst of, and all of the effects of that, it's important that we're able to find our place of peace. This is the Buddha's wish for us, to find peace of mind and to live each moment with a calm as if we were seated beneath the Bodhi tree. We can hear the words Namu Amida Butsu in this place, this moment, becomes our Bodhi tree. So let's hear these words together shared by Shakyamuni Buddha in the Nembutsu. Please join me in Gashi. Namu Amida Butsu 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 Namu Amida